Dumelang Avusheni and hello hi Umzanzi. Nolu Tando Nakani here and welcome back to Sisters Without Shame, a No Holds Bod podcast that is proudly brought to you by Healthform Zanzi. I am here to walk through your shame with you as you seek answers to those scary questions you are too afraid to ask about in public. I've got you, baby. Through all those uncertainties, achy bones and your heart's woes. The year is finally coming to an end and I can't hardly wait. I don't know about you, Umzanzi, but I feel like this year wasn't quite a mess, but it was very confusing. There were loads of highs, but equally as many lows. But enough about my drama. We have a voice note from a friend in crisis all the way from Freiburg this week. I have not been officially diagnosed with fibroids, but I have all the symptoms. You see, fibroids run in my family. And every woman on my mom's side either needs or has had a hysterectomy because of them. I get horrible period pains. Every day it knocks me on my butt and I cannot even move because I'm in so much pain. Last time not even a tramadol could help. I have tried every remedy. I have limited my intake of dairy, alcohol, added sugar and I try to get enough sleep so that my hormones stay in check and don't worsen the issue. But it's a total crap shoot at the moment between whether I'm going to have a period where I can forget I'm bleeding or one where I'm practically bleeding out and can't move because my entire body aches so much. Please help a sister in pain. Uterine fibroids are non-cancerous growths of the uterus that often appear during childbearing years, but I'm no expert in ONSA. Our guest this week is Pretoria-based diagnostic and interventional radiologist, Dr. Andrew Lawson. Dr. Andrew's primary focus is on treating patients suffering from fibroids or myomas with uterine artery embolization. He also focuses on treating men suffering from benign prostate enlargement with prostate artery embolization. Dr. Andrew, can you tell us what are fibroids and what causes them to develop? Unfortunately, your last statement I can't answer because nobody knows. Nobody knows what causes fibroids. There are few guarantees in life. Only females can get fibroids, and fibroids only occur in the uterus or the womb. I've often had patients come to me and say, hey, Doc, I've got fibroids on my ovaries. So clearly, that's wrong. Fibroids must be in the womb. Another really important thing is fibroids are not cancer. It's almost unheard of that fibroids become cancer. There's a tiny chance, but it's minuscule. What actually are fibroids? Fibroids are actually very similar to the muscle in a womb, the uterus. The uterus is just muscle. It's a big bag of muscle. And the fibroids are basically small balls of muscle that grow. Why they grow, don't know. We can certainly see that there is a tendency towards African females to get large and multiple fibroids. Why? Don't know. That's just what we see. Now, the next question is, what do they do? Why should we even care about them? Well, they can make life very unpleasant for women. And one of the commonest problems that women have with their fibroids is heavy periods. In medicine, we call it menorrhagia, very heavy periods. And I'm not talking a period that takes up bad here and there. I'm talking about the periods that will keep a woman away from work, that will require plentiful sanitary pad use. And in fact, so much so, they bleed themselves to low iron levels, to low hemoglobin levels. They're even pale if you, if you know where to look. If you look under their eyes or look at their gums, 
So as a result, you're tired, headachy, you feel you have no energy. It's a miserable thing. Sure, it's not going to kill you, but your quality of life drops off significantly. That's probably the commonest symptom that fibroids give patients. Now, a second one, and this is a bit tricky, it's pain. Now, many women without fibroids have period pain. It's a normal thing. But there's a group of patients, it's quite a significant group, who have fibroids and horrendous period pain. The usual painkillers just do not work. And often that pain is not only related to their periods, but it's in between their periods as well. And then last but not least, certainly is the pressure effect of fibroids. Now, a normal uterus is about the size of a pear. It's not big. The fibroids that we see in the patients, they are the size of a pear. They are the size of a nachi, a, water, a watermelon, or a melon. They're really big. So there's no space in what we call the pelvis. Now, the pelvis is where, where the uterus is. So as a result, two things happen. Your tummy starts to stick out. And this is a very unpleasant thing in the community. A lady's friend will come up to her or a stranger and say, wow, when's the baby due? And the individual is like, I don't have a baby. It's embarrassing because maybe the lady's been trying for a baby and now people are saying, when's the baby due? Actually, it's the fibroids growing inside. And the next very unpleasant thing is with all this crowding in the pelvis, there's pressure on the bladder. So the poor woman gets an un- it's a broken night's sleep because she's running to the bathroom the whole time. Or during the day, she can't sit through a meeting because she has to run to the bathroom the whole time because the fibroids are physically pushing up against the bladder. These very big symptom groups that are caused by fibroids, again, not life-threatening, but certainly significantly affect people's quality of life. My sister had hers removed in 2017. She had like the size of golf balls, or three removed from her. Is she right though? She's fine. She had the T loop inserted. It really helped in terms of, especially the pain. I can remember there was this one morning where she physically fell in the emergency room. Like her cramps were so horrendous. Apart from surgery, what treatment options are available to treat fibroids? So this is quite important. So had we had this talk 20 years ago, there were only basically two options. It's removal of the womb, which for many patients, and particularly in the patient profile that I see, you know, women under 40, removal of the womb is not an option. It's a very invasive procedure. And often the woman will tell me, doc, I don't want that because it feels like my womanhood is no longer religious reasons, cultural reasons. So there are plenty of reasons why people don't want their wombs removed. So that was option one. Option two was then the removal of the fibroids. So we call that a myomectomy. Now, there's nothing wrong with a myomectomy. It's a good procedure. But often when you have lots of fibroids, it's almost impossible for the gynecologist to remove all of the fibroids because you simply can't get to them. Some are too small. Some you just can't get to during surgery. So you take a few out, but the problem hasn't been solved. There's still lots of fibroids behind. So now fast forward a couple of years and we'll talk about embolization. This is what I specialize in. It's the minimally invasive treatment for fibroids. We insert a very small flexible little tube called a catheter. It's no bigger than the needle that you'd use to have blood taken. We run that little tube up to the blood supply to the fibroids and we inject the fibroids with what looks like little salt crystals. It's non-absorbable synthetic salt basically and it blocks the blood supply to the fibroids. Now you can imagine any organ that's been starved or deprived of a blood supply can't grow anymore. And in fact, your body will then start absorbing the fibroid and start shrinking and the symptoms then go away. Now, how cool is that? The advantage of this procedure is it destroys big fibroids, the small and the in-between. One of the issues with a myomectomy is the recurrence. After surgery, patients, and particularly our profile of patients in, in, in South Africa and in my practice in sub-Saharan Africa, the African patients, fibroids come back after surgery. Almost 50 to 60% of patients come back for surgery for myomectomy. With embolization, the chances of the fibroids coming back is like less than 3%. It's really low. And this is a huge 
advantage to patients, which means they go to the service, they get treated once off, and it's done with embolization. Instead of having your surgery when you're 35, and now you're 38, you need the surgery again, it's very difficult surgery, then you need another surgery when you're 45, because the fibers come back. So there's a significant appeal to embolization. There are a few other forms of treatment where you can use hormones and some injections. We refer to them as temporizing methods. If your life is too busy and you just can't get to a definitive treatment, then yes, the hormones and things can help a little bit. But if you want definitive treatment, either looking at the removal of fibroids, myomectomy, or in many cases, this procedure that I do called embolization. I guess like constantly having to have them removed, it gets costly, I'm sure. Absolutely. But there's a bigger risk. After your first surgery, there's an incredible amount of scar tissue which forms in the pelvis. So to do a second myomectomy is very difficult. You know, you run a lot of risk of bleeding and not getting to the fibroids. So a second myomectomy is really a very difficult procedure. So yes, cost is a significant consideration, but also it's hard. With embolization, none of that exists. We don't worry about the scars because we don't see the scars. We don't work with the scars. We just identify the blood going to the fibroids. I'm pretty sure there's a burning question on, can we treat fibroids with diet? I get this all the time. I was going to ask you, Doc, like, is there anything that you can kind of do to prevent them? Like, are there any foods that can lead to fibroids actually developing in the body? Okay. This time I'm going to answer this question with a bit of statistics. So I've been doing this for almost 10 years now. And in that time, I've treated over one and a half thousand patients and consulted probably 3,000 additional patients. So that's almost 5,000 patients that I've worked through. Not once has a diet modification made a difference to their fibroids. That is such a barber. I've never seen a diet modification. I mean, I'll be completely honest with you because, you know, you don't want to waste people's money and people's time. You know, the ladies will often send me pictures of this fibroid herbal thing or whatever. I was like, go for it, take it with pleasure. But come back to me when your bleeding continues and then come back. You're wasting your money on these, these strange products. I know it sounds pretty coarse me saying that, but I'm talking from years of experience here now and from years of seeing people try these medications. There are three guarantees. Removal of the womb works. Removal of the fibroid works and embolization works. Everything else is very marginal when you talk about symptom relief. Absolutely. And then, Doc, can you tell us, do fibroids cause infertility? This is something that's really poorly understood in, some we say, the, even the general gynecology circles, and certainly in a lot of the patient circles. Oh, I'm infertile. What does that mean? Or I've got fibroids, I'm infertile. That's rubbish. Infertility is a very complicated matter, and it involves three basic concepts. If your ovaries are working, if the tubes are working, and if there is sperm, then you will have a successful pregnancy. But the number of times big interventions are done on females without a simple sperm count being done, it's scary. Imagine a woman now, she's married and she's not having a baby, and the husband sends her to go and have a fibroid removed without even getting a sperm count himself. Really? She gets cut open just to have the fibroids get... And then, of course, we test the sperm count and there's no sperm You know, how are you going to get pregnant? So it's a very complicated affair. It's a very culturally sensitive affair because no man wants to get told he's got no sperm. And we need to talk about this. We need to empower women and prevent them getting cut open. I've seen so many patients fall pregnant with fibroids successfully, no problem. I've seen so many patients being cut open for fibroids when there's been no sperm count. It's unfair, I think, on the females. So infertility is a complicated matter. And a number of factors need to be taken into account. Yes, can fibroids cause infertility? Sure they can, but it's low on the list. It's low on the list. Only say fibroids are causing infertility when all other factors have been taken into account. 
Because women do go through the most. And like you said, men don't want to accept that they could be the reason why they're not having babies. Exactly. And it's a big cultural thing. So I'm always very sensitive to it. And I make sure that when I treat patients, I say to them, listen, I'm going to treat your fibroids because you have told me that you're bleeding to death every month, that you've got excruciating pain. Yes, they say, I want to fall pregnant. I say, it's no problem. You can fall pregnant after embolization, but check the sperm count, check the tubes. And unfortunately, we see this a lot where the woman does have very damaged tubes for whatever reason. Now, that's also a very big problem if the tubes are damaged for whatever reason. It doesn't mean you can't fall pregnant. It just means it's a, it's a difficult road. It'll cost more because you might have to go IVF or have tube surgery or something like that. And yes, sometimes the ovaries don't work well. It's no one's fault. It's just the way it is. Infertilities are complicated to consider. So my advice to your readers, if they have fibroids and not falling pregnant, please don't go and have your fibroids cut out. First, get proper infertility assessment. Maybe it's not the fibroids. Thank you for joining this week's episode of Sisters Without Shame, Dr. Andrew. If you're looking for more on our conversation on fibroid management, visit healthformzanzi.co.za. And remember, if you are in a medical bind and looking for a shoulder to cry on, you can send an email to hello at healthformzanzi.co.za. Alternatively, you can hit us up on WhatsApp. We've got a line, hey? 063-633-0628. I would never blue tick you, babes. Although they are nearly always benign, fibroids can cause numerous problems. Among them, difficulty urinating, constipation, back pain, fatigue, and anemia caused by excessive bleeding. They can also complicate pregnancy for sure. But I really loved how Dr. Andrew emphasized that infertility is a two-way street. Before you undergo some radical forms of fertility treatment, both you and your partner must get checked. That brings us to the end of episode 74 of Sisters Without Shame, proudly brought to you by Healthform Zanzi. From me, Nolu Ngakani, have a great week and remember to show your girl some love by sharing this podcast with a friend.